everyone, and welcome to another Scots We Hate podcast. And I'm joined today by Leila Josephine. Hello, Leila. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm very well. It's good to see you again. I was just saying, I think yours was the last podcast we recorded live before we all had to lock down. I know. And we were in, like, we were, I think we were in the single end, uh, uh, the... Uh, Southside Studios, which was freezing and really echoey, like the worst right. place to do a podcast. <laughs> I ever. do remember it was freezing, that's right. But yeah. I'm just thinking how much uh, things have changed uh, since then. The world is a very, very different place. Mm. And, and yeah, different and still changing every day. I know, absolutely right. But we're going to talk about your new book, In Public, In Private, and also the current tour that you're on. But I thought before we started doing that you'd maybe like to give us a reading from the book yeah sure um so i'm gonna do one of the first poems in the book um and it's called being scottish and it was a commission from the edinburgh international book festival uh, during lockdown for this uh, scheme called live literature around the world and it was I don't know how you felt during COVID or how other writers or creatives felt during lockdown, but I went through phases of being like really creative, really proactive, and then times that I just could not do anything and I couldn't write and I had no ideas. And when this commission came to me, I mean, commissions don't come often, so you're like, that's great, yeah, in three months I will have a piece about what it means to be Scottish. Um, but as the time went on, you know, it was three months to go, two months to go, one month to go, and I still hadn't written anything. And then it was two weeks to go, and I was like, right, I, ha I have to, I have to let them know. So I like, I emailed them, and I was like, oh, I hadn't even started, and I was like, oh, I um, I, I just don't really like what I've written, and I think you'd be better giving the opportunity to somebody else. And they just said, because they're so lovely and kind, they said, whatever you've got, just do that. And I was like. Oh no. Um, so I wrote something really fast, like a couple of nights before, and I was like, right, it'll have to do. Like, it's just not perfect, it's fine. And then they sent back an email being like, well, you have to make a film with it as well. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I just recorded myself saying it to my camera as I am right now. And um, I was watching the event. So it's like all these poets and writers from across the world talking about their home identity. And another poet that was doing it for Scotland was Roseanne Watt. And Roseanne Watt, I don't know if you know Roseanne Watt, she's oh, yeah. just incredible, like an incredible poet, an incredible artist. And she was on just before me and she had a drone over the snowy mountains of Shetland with and she was like holding this burning bush and she just did this one beautiful poem and I had submitted this and also was just sitting to my webcam so while while I read this to you I want you just to imagine that this is what I came up with about what it means to be Scottish um but I think it's so bad that it's kind of good and I think that that's what being Scottish is all about um so it's called being Scottish it's like reaching the last hurdle in an Olympic race only to realise that you can't be arsed. It's like forgetting to press the switch when putting your phone on the charge. It's like you are a bag of crisps and an elephant that lives downstairs keeps mistaking you for a seat. It's like an advert for toothpaste but the model's got no teeth. It's a soft, malleable metal that needs heat to conduct. It's being clever but knowing better than to act smart. It's shouting, it's shite being Scottish, into a mountainous abyss until a mountain looks down its nose and agrees with you. 
It's visiting the place that you grew up, which is now a car park for a B&Q. It's a buzzard on a lamppost, putting up with concrete and change. It's where wildness meets a cage. It's like, this is the one that gets me every time. I can't believe this is me representing Scotland right now. It's like, you are a spotty bum cheek and someone keeps whipping you with a towel and you keep saying that it's funny even though it hurts and you want them to stop. It's coming to terms with what is and what will always be lost. It's where heat finds the moment, anger masks the sadness and toast melts the butter. It's being a one pence piece dropped to the bottom of a fountain. It's reaching the last hurdle and forgetting why you're running. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. I think being a spotty bum cheap being whipped by a towel is about the best representation of Scotland I can think of. Well, I'm glad there was a couple other poets, including Roseanne, to show that we are also very beautiful and have beautiful language and, you know, nature and all of that as well. Good, You've got good to have all sides represented to make a, better, a clearer picture. Exactly, exactly. But, well, thanks very much. And what can you tell us about the collection as a whole? Hmm. Well, do you know that way I'm so close to it, I don't know what it is anymore, but these are, this is what I was aiming to do. I was aiming to explore kind of the, uh, the relationship a poet has, to, uh, or the relationship a poem has between an inside world and an outside world. Um, and, you know, the poem acting as a gate between an inner life and an outer life, you know, you're, you're writing something that lives within you or something that you've observed and you want to put it out. Um, so I was interested in that kind of uh, that kind of exchange. And while I was writing it, you know, I, I write a lot of, I mean, you know, my work, I, I work a lot with autobiographical material. And I think I, what I came to the conclusion with is that even though I'm always working with autobiographical material, you know, I'm always editing it in a way. I'm always making it something to be packaged and and shown so I kind of came to the conclusion that I'm not sure it, you ever actually can share your private life because your pi private life is so it's so nuanced and so intimate and so ever-changing and and that's the thing about writing a poem is that it's so permanent and you know that's a, a challenge that I was really thinking about while I was writing this collection so I feel like people are going to feel like they're reading my secrets but really there is always a sense of them being edited for the reader. You know, it's for the reader, um, yeah. which is, you know, it's just an interesting thing to be playing with. Um, and I feel like I could I could talk about that as a concept forever, but whether I've re reached out the book, I'm not sure. I've, I think I've thrown a lot at the wall and I'll let the, the readers decide what they, what they take from it. But have you always, because um, it's an interesting idea that poets and a lot of artists do is they're offering part of themselves up for public reaction and it's that seems like quite a scary thing to do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, totally. And I think I'm getting better at knowing what I'm ready to share and what I'm not. Like there's some poems in the book that I just didn't feel ready to share. So they, they've gone back in the, in the library. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very... It's, it's very strange when people think that they know you mm. because, you know, you've got such an array of autobiographical material, but actually, you know, it's, it's never, you can never capture a human existence within a piece of art form, but you're hoping, the, the hope is, is that people have felt something similar 
so then they can do the same interrogation inside themselves so that's really what it's about I think and yeah it is scary for sure but I think I'm getting better at now being like whatever people's reaction is is their reaction and that is not anything to do with me actually um so if as long as I feel strong enough to be talking about what I'm talking about then it doesn't really matter what the other person's understanding is really but is there a difference then is it one thing writing it down for a book where people will go and read it in private and react to it you know in private and then as you're doing at the moment taking it on tour and doing it publicly yeah it's really different and I come from a performance poetry background so coming to the page was like a very different task for me it was very different in lots of ways um but one of the ways that's the most challenging is that you really I mean you never have control like of what people will take from your work but you have even less control about how people will read it so you want them to be reading it in bed on a Sunday morning with a cup of tea and the best mood ever ready to take on whatever is in the book but in reality quite a lot of people will read one poem and go nah not for me another person will go oh well you know my kids are screaming and the dogs just shat on the carpet or whatever I don't have time to read about this person who thinks she's got a problem and then there and then there's other people that will get like loads from it and 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 I think when you're performing you have you have a sense of control because everyone in the room knows what they're buying into they're all buying into the same space the same time and you me as a performer I am able and I know it sounds bad but I'm able to manipulate people to make them feel the way that I want them to feel by my voice by the way I stand by what I do with my face by all of these things because that's my job as a performer so it it doesn't always work of course not it doesn't always work but you do have a sense of control in the space whereas with a book you have no control you're just all it's like you have to have faith (laughs) you you have to have faith that all the work that you've put into it is somehow going to reach people and whether it will or not is faith I don't know so it's very different and and it's a different um it's a different framing it's a different form obviously it's on the page so you know I loved figuring out what I wanted things to look like yeah um and you know I was very scared about doing that jump from performance to academic or or to page because you know I always felt like the page wasn't for me, that it, it wasn't a space that I could occupy because I'm dyslexic, because I'm not trained as a poet, but trained, that's my performance coming. I'm not, I've not never been educated as a poet. Um, so I think like that was a hurdle I had to get over and go, no, this, this blank page, this bookshelf, this is also a space that I can occupy. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, it was, it was really different. That's really interesting to hear. Because having spoken to a lot of poets over the years, I think the poet is more worried about them giving a performance of their work. A lot of them really hate it. You know, they, they, they exist on the page and that's enough. But to hear the, the opposite of that, you've got a performer who suddenly has to think, how is this going to appear on the page and all of those things that you perhaps wouldn't have thought of before. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I think it's just like, uh, I think it's all to do with like spaces that you have occupied for your life or you've been taught that spaces for you like 
as a dyslexic, you know, I really str I struggled. Like I, I, I always, you know, I read when I was younger, which was really useful. And, you know, my, and my mum encouraged me to read. Um, but, you know, there was a long time through school and all of that there. I felt really stupid and I felt like I didn't get things and I didn't understand things. And that really pushed me into a corner of like, oh, that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, claiming that space and I think, and, and I think it's to do with like taste as well. So when I first started doing poetry, I didn't read poems like at all. Like I, I wasn't interested. I just like, I just watched it on YouTube and I just went to loads of gigs and all of this kind of stuff. But then like, you know, when I started writing for the page and a bit before that as well, I, I just became obsessed with reading poetry and just like just realizing that I had so much to learn and that there were so many good things out there and actually it was about figuring out what my taste was and I think that that's the issue is that people forget that taste is integral to like what you what you want to consume and I think you know if someone's given a poetry book and they're like read this and or at school or whatever and they're like I don't like this yeah and then all of a sudden they're like I don't like poetry and it's like it's not it's, it's like we have genres yeah. which I think people don't understand and um yeah so I think when I started to realize that I was allowed to dislike things and I was allowed to not understand things and be like oh well you know what like it, it's not for me yeah. like this is my taste and um, that really helped me and that really made me feel able to do what I do now and there was poets that I read and I was like oh, that's what I can do I can do that and that was that was really amazing for sure yeah and that's that's interesting to hear I'm just thinking about uh, being taught sunset song at school and guys in the class going this is rubbish Scottish books are rubbish yeah I literally would rather bang my head off a wall than listen to Robert Burns like genuinely like no but give me Billy Letford love it like yeah. so it's like these are two like very they have similar themes but they write in such different ways obviously there's like hundreds of years between them as well but like it's just we need to just I suppose if there's a way that we could just feed people stuff and skills that we know that they'll like rather than just stick to all this traditional stuff it's just blah well are you still doing the school's writer for the edinburgh book festival i'm not somebody else is taking that job over now but i did it from 2020 to 2022 yes yeah, so i think i yeah i finished at christmas last year sorry so 2021 um so i did it for two years and it was amazing but i teach a lot i love teaching yeah. so but that's that's then maybe you're the perfect person to think how you do change that how you do get people interested at school level yeah I mean I don't do so much of what like what um what I'm encouraging people to read but I definitely um love giving people space to write whatever they want to write and that's I think that that's something that I really advocate for um is that everyone is a writer everyone should have access to speaking their opinion whether that's about their favorite food, their a band that they like, or football, or whatever, um, or even when they want to write really aggressive rap songs, like <laughs> that's that's fine. Like, but as long as people are 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 writing something that they can feel value from, that is something that I'm really really passionate about, and and also having space 
something that I, I think the education system has got so wrong on every single level is that there is no space for failure mm. and I think that that is no way to learn it's no way to be creative it's no way to learn and actually failing you should be failing constantly because it means that you're playing and experimenting and figuring things out and that's something that is like a core value to me so when I whenever I go into any workshop I always try and make space for failure and play and that's an exercise I've got some exercises that I do that everyone will fail at and that's a really good way to start a session because it means that everyone's already failed and realized that it's not a big deal but that's what the education system gets really wrong I think um but in terms of reading I'm not I'm not sure how you would do that I suppose it just takes a really engaged teacher um and I think that teachers are very stretched so yeah librarians are key every school that I've worked in most library not all of them but a lot of librarians are very 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 good at getting to know people and making really safe spaces um shout out to Pauline at uh, Claybank High she's just like the most amazing librarian and Joe Kelly and Dublin there's just so there's so many librarians that I've met that I've worked with that are just like the most incredible people and never thanked like ever and just like oh I actually get quite emotional talking about them because I know that so many libraries are getting they're only getting librarians like once or twice a week now yeah Um, and yeah it's a shame I think that was one of the things that seemed to focus people over lockdown was when libraries were closed people kind of realized one they're not just for going and picking up books there's all sorts of you know functions that they have and that they were hugely important yeah so important just a space that you can go in and you don't have to spend money yeah I know. Like, like you've got churches and libraries like nothing else everywhere else you have to pay money yeah and that's a good point so you are on tour at the moment how's it going yeah good well I'm, I'm at home just now it's very hard to get gigs back to back so i've been in bristol cheltenham Sheffield and Leeds and it's 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 nice because I'm kind every everything that I'm going into is like a different setup so they're never always the same and what I love is some of them have like some of them have support acts some of them have like like um open mics beforehand so I really like getting to know the city through their support acts Mm -hmm. and like through their poetry it's really interesting Um, and everyone has like every city has a bit of a different character which is quite cool and I take it it's just great being on stage again after a couple of years of not being. Oh, it's so good. It's just like, oh, I think, I think I'm very different from before COVID. I think, um, I think I used to get really nervous and I wanted it to be perfect every time. And I, I felt sometimes so exposed and like, I would come off stage and I would just have hated every moment of it really? and it's just and it's so weird and now it feels like a total privilege and I think it's yeah it's really I'm, I'm different now I, I feel differently about it whereas before it felt you know if there was only like five people in the audience it was like oh there's only five people here they hate me and then like there's five people in the audience like like wow five people that's great <laughs> like it's a uh, or or maybe not it's great but I go well it's going to be so intimate and like really connect with people and you know like it's I I, fe- I feel I feel lighter 
I feel lighter about the whole thing. And you released a live album as well, which was an interesting thing to do. Yeah, so that was, when was that? That was January 2020. So I think that was probably just after we'd spoken. Um, And that, yeah, that was at the Hug and Pint in January. It was an alternative Brent's night where I booked loads of amazing um, women poets. And um, yeah, we, we recorded it live, which was terrifying and fun and I I only listened to it once because I can't stand the sound of my own voice so <laughs> I oh, think people, it's good. People can still get it it's available on Bandcamp and yeah on, on Spotify Apple Music I get a little no- notification telling me if people listened that week it's like quite a nice little thing. I just became quite like aware that as a performance poet at that point I hadn't I, you know, I've been performing for 10 years and I, I didn't have that much documentation yeah. of like what I did. And I was, and I think that I could have gone into a studio and, re- and recorded it, but actually it was much more uh, true to my practice to have a live audience there. And um, so, yeah, but that was one of the gigs that went really well, but I came off stage feeling like, oh, I really didn't enjoy that. I felt too exposed. So it's just interesting. I think if I did it now, it would be like, so different you know I'd be on and I think my King Tut's gig is going to be very similar to that you know home crowd um yeah I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really fun but I think it makes perfect sense to have the album with uh the audience there as well because you know that's what I think of with your stuff is that it's it's meant for an audience on the whole um I think that's would you give us another reading from the book yeah of course Okay, so the next one I'm going to do, actually, no one's ever heard this before, so total exclusive. But um, I thought it might be good to talk about, yeah, that idea of trying to reach through a page to a reader. Um, And it's called Out of Reach, which is also a Gabrielle song, but response to that. I have an urge to reach out and grab the stranger's hand at the next table. Maybe it's the indie playlist that's playing in this cafe or how the trees from the park cut the light that skims the table or that I'm hungover and I miss you. I have an urge to fill my house with plants so I'm not the only breathing thing. I have the urge to shave my head so more people ask me why I have a shaved head. I have an urge to become TikTok famous. I write a poem instead because a poem is essentially a classy, a classy version of a social media post, right? Reader, are you here with me? Can you give me a sign? Does a poem have a skin you can peel? Are we dancing together inside it? If you could grab my hand, would you? Or are we always just out of reach? A page thin distance, a world away, the poem always hovering at the doorway of itself. A modified architecture of reality, carefully edited, a substandard shadow of what I'm trying to show you. I'm asking because the way this afternoon light hits the table is making me so lonely. The way it pirouettes just to break itself into pieces makes me think that maybe the light is lonely too. So I'll keep trying. Reader, I'll go on. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So the last time we, last time we spoke, you were about to do Daddy Drag, which was a, a, a very personal show, as you say, you're giving us personal. How, what was the response to that? Because I saw it and it was a fantastic show. Yeah, so I mean, 
I so all I managed to do was the fringe and then the tron and then COVID hit. Right. Um, was so, yeah, it did it did well. Like I think people enjoyed it. Um and it was it was a mad thing to do. <laughs> uh, maybe up there with the craziest, you know, now that I'm like I'm dating again, I do think like, oh, when is the time do I talk about the fact that I did a show? a month dressed up as my dad <laughs> like where do I go there um but I yeah like I I love I love that show but it was very hard to do something so personal for yeah. such a long time and I it really it made me rethink you know ever going that deep ever again for anything and um and I think I think the painful thing about it is what we were talking about earlier about how you can never capture a person in a in a show or, or or a thing, and you know you start replace. This is John Cooper Clark actually told me this. You need to be careful when you're making art because sometimes you replace things with the art, and like sometimes I feel worried that I replace my dad with the caricature of my dad. So I think you've got to be careful, and that's one of the reasons that I really don't write about people that often. I find it very very hard to capture people, and right. I find it very painful that I can never quite never quite capture a person and there's some writers that manage to do it so well and you know they I, I really admire them or, or like you know it must be the same for a painter trying to do a portrait you know like it's very very hard to capture the, these real things and that's the painful thing and 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 I, I was in pain during that show I was I was um I was really struggling with the art I'd made and I was really ready when COVID hit to put it to bed and I threw out everything and somebody asked me not that long ago to do the show again and I was like it's no. in the skip it's done and uh, it just has to exist uh, you know in another place now wherever wherever art goes when it's not seen anymore it lives there that's I, I see you threw everything out the costume the beard the whole I, kept, I actually kept the fat suit that's the only thing I kept. I've got the fat suit because um, I thought, you know, I could buy another suit, but I couldn't get another another a belly. So because my my belly was made for me. So yeah. And you mentioned there John Cooper Clark. Can you toured with John Cooper Clark? Yeah, that was just before COVID actually, um, and that was a great little little stint of gigs. Really fun. I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, uh, great. Um, jealous of you getting to see him every night. I guess. Yeah, and like hang out with them and get a chat. I I genuinely think he's so airy fairy. He might not even remember me, even though we hung 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 out for like ten days. Um, but yeah, he just hearing some of his chat. Yeah, well, I, the coolest thing that happened at one point, he was like, he was like, "Oh, you really, really remind me of a friend." And I was like, "All right, okay, you know what she like." And she was oh, she's quite tough. And, you know, you just look like her. You've got the same sort of thing. Um, her name's Chrissy. And then he turned to his, his manager and he's like, Johnny, do you not think that she reminds you of Chrissy? And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, Chrissy Hines. And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, no way. That is so cool. Um, oh, yeah. So, that one to keep telling, definitely. I know. I know. So I was, like, really chuffed with that. And just, like, hearing his old stories and also... Yeah, him talking about writing 
was really interesting as well. It made me think differently, you know, him trying to capture. He said that, you know, he sometimes felt like he was taken out of experiences because you, you're thinking about how to write about them. Right. And I think that that's very true as a writer, is that you you write twice. I actually have a poem about John Clark. It's really short. Yeah, go for it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's called, no one's ever heard this one either. The book only got posted out yesterday. I don't know. Here it is. Is it here? Yeah. So um, when I was on tour with John Cooper Clark, I wrote down a list of all the things that were on his rider. Right. Um, and this is the the what was on his rider. I feel I feel bad like because I did ask permission, but they never got back to me. So anyway, this is John Cooper Clark's rider. Ten bottles of water a box of Yorkshire tea, a pint of semi-skinned milk, a score of heroin not taken, a family pack of mini rolls, portrait of a lady aftershave, the smell, of it, the smell of it in the corridor, on my clothes after a hug, a multi-pack of McCoy's crisps, a pair of jet black Ray-Bans, one pack of Lucky Strike, nostalgia, two chicken sandwiches, the sickness that comes from writing, the loneliness of living twice, black hair dye, a bottle of gin, a single lemon, ice and wings. The heroine's not true, obviously, but <laughs> I, artistic license. Um, but yeah, so that is John Cooper's Clark's writer. The wings is also not true. <laughs> what else is not true? It wouldn't surprise me. The black hair dye and the Ray-Bans, but everything else is true. Two chicken sandwiches, pack of mini rolls. Um, so we spoke a little bit about doing theatre. You, have you got more theatre coming up? Mm, no theatre coming up. I'm working a lot in film at the moment. All right. Um, which is really fun. Um, my short film Groom has just been nominated for a Scottish BAFTA, so buzzing yep. about that. So that's yeah. on later in the month. Um, and we've just done London Film Festival with it and various other festivals um so yeah I've been really enjoying working in film that's a new form new medium that was made March 2021 so depth of Covid um and yeah just moving away from performing in theatre myself like I developed a play with the National Theatre of Scotland um called uh, I can't tell you the name never mind uh and uh, I wasn't in that I worked with two actors which was and it was totally fictional which was really fun space for me to play in actually because it really gave me those boundaries that daddy drag didn't give me um and then you know that might potentially turn into a film or it might you know do some I'm not, I'm not sure I have been thinking about maybe putting it out to some theaters mm -hmm. but uh, I've just really been enjoying doing the poetry for the last year it's really um it's been amazing uh, but yeah, so no, no performing in theatre anytime soon, unless I really, unless an idea came up that I was like, no, I have to be in it. It's it's right. my show. That writing for other people kind of appeals. Doing you know, play writing oh, yeah. for other people, yeah. And with film, is that something? Are you in the film, or is it? Are you not in the film? No, it's a completely fictional. It's about a young girl who goes for work experience at a nail salon. Um. And it's actually on this weekend in Glasgow at the Alchemy Experiment as part of 
World of Film Festival. Right. Um, but yeah, and then I'm hoping it'll be online at some point on some sort of medium in the next few months, uh, maybe like towards uh, the spring next year, just because it's still doing festivals, so you can't really post online while it's yeah. still doing festivals. Uh, and have you been to any live stuff yourself with other people? Have you have managed to do that or have you been too busy? What do you mean, like going to see stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually going to see 549, the Scottish Civil, Spanish Civil War by Wonderfuls tomorrow, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Um, and I also saw Hang the Tron not that yeah. long ago, which was good. Um, and then I would see Maggie Rogers tonight, which I'm really looking forward to. The Carling Academy. It's not the Carling Academy. I've been calling it the Carling Academy for the last 25 years. It's the O2, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll be at Push the Boat out this weekend because um, I'm launching on Sunday, but I'm hoping to see some stuff there as well. So I have been getting out. I have been seeing stuff. I have been spending a lot of time reading poetry and going to the cinema. Um, but yeah, I, I should uh, I should be going to see more stuff for sure. It's just this they're saying that you know theater audiences are down by like twenty percent like yeah, across right, the yeah. board. It's really bad. That's a yeah. shame. I'm actually I'm actually like amazed that the people still going. Saw a lot of shows at the fringe, um, and that that would be the first time that I was seeing like a lot of stuff back to back since COVID. Um, and I found, I, I mean, I found I wasn't moved that much. And I don't know if it was just because I wasn't used to it or it was just like new to me or I, I, like, I don't know. I, I saw Medea, Medea was great by the uh, National Theatre of Scotland. Edinburgh, I thought Edinburgh was fairly busy, you know, it was confirmed <laughs> back. It seemed to me, I went to some sold out things which uh, I hadn't seen otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, I, for me, like, having done The Fringe for so long, well, for, I've not done it for so long, I've done it twice, but it felt like so long. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's toxic, and I feel like there's so many amazing things about it, but it is so yeah. hard, mm -hmm. and people just get broken there, and yeah. And also the accommodation is so expensive. The city is just like, the waste is just unbelievable. And it's like, there's so many amazing things about it. But for me, like I thought there would be an opportunity for things to change a little bit. And it just doesn't feel like things have changed at all. Yeah, I agree. If anything else, it's kind of doubled down on the, the, the yeah. way that it is. And it's more expensive and it's tougher than ever, it seems to me. I know, and then the film festival moved to be at the same time as the mm. the fringe, which just felt like you know so silly because there's just not more accommodation, more people can't be there. There's it's just so saturated, um, and I also in terms of poetry, it's really frustrating because you get all these English nights that come up and they do these big showcases, but they don't bring in any local talent so it's just like and it's the same for comedy as well you just get you know it's just it just becomes another London really um and that I that's really frustrating and that really annoys me um but at the same time I mean the energy is amazing isn't it I mean to be to have the biggest theatre festival on your doorstep is I mean it's amazing but it's just like how do we 
you know, manage it. Because I didn't even get to see anything at the book festival this year because I was too busy at the film festival yeah. and I was trying to see shows. And it's just like, you know, if all these festivals were on at different times, I would go to every single one individually. But because they're all at the same time, I'm like fried. <laughs> yeah. No, no, absolutely. I'll talk in the books. What's the best place for people to get yours? So if you can get it from my website, I get more money for that way. Um, just to be totally transparent. So that's www.leilajosephine.co.uk forward slash shop. Um, but you can also get it from the Burning Eye Books um, website. And you can also get it from Waterstones, which is, I mean, a dream come true. Uh, and you can also get it from um, any events that you come and see me on my tour, which I'm sure you all will. And uh, also, yeah, any, I think you can get it at like indie bookshops as well, but I'm just not exactly sure I couldn't confirm exactly where where I would have them. I'm imagining all the big players in, in Edinburgh and Glasgow will have them. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I would love to see people at the gigs. So please yeah, do get a signed copy. Yeah, and if and if you do want a signed copy or like a message, if you're buying it for a Christmas present or whatever, just let me know. I mean, I'm I'm the only person running all my socials and my emails, so you can get me there for sure, and I'll write a wee note in. Cool. We'll put links to all of those uh, on yeah. the, when the podcast goes out. Before we let you go, could you read us one more poem? Would that be okay? Yeah, of course. So this poem people might have heard before, actually, because it's a bit of a it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Um, and I yeah, so I live in Presswick, um, which everyone knows is well, all Scottish people know that it's the only place that Elvis ever went to in the UK. And uh, well, maybe not all Scottish people know that, but people in England don't know that. So I'm always telling people that. Um, and I look out directly to the 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 runway and I have a lot of plane watchers that sit outside my house um, and I am now I've now got a new hobby of that I'm a plane watcher watcher so I keep an eye on them while they keep an eye on the planes um, but another thing that happens a lot where I live I think because it's so open um, you know it's the runway and then it's the sea so it's like there's no buildings kind of taking up any of the sky so I see a lot of birds flying um, and I noticed that they love flying on windy days and it's a, it's a really windy day today so they're out they're out in their in their masses um, so this is called questions I have for birds where do you go at night how do you hear without any ears does it hurt when you lose a feather are you friends with one another you know the worms that you strangle out of the earth like screaming red newborns do you chew them or gobble them whole. I've never seen a glint of a tooth, so I imagine that's how it works. Is it like swallowing a piece of spaghetti? Is it like sucking your tongue to the spine? Could you confirm? Can you feel them squirm in your belly like eels until the acid melts them too much? I see you on windy days, flying harder and for longer. Is there more joy in that kind of weather? Gusty and unpredictable, does it make you feel invincible? I see how you dip and glide, a moment of clarity, a break from the monotony of a daily bird routine. What does that feel like? If you had time to explain, I'd love to know. Is it like a child slapping their palms down on the ocean top? Or lesbians kissing hard on the street? How a violin string feels when it's plucked? Does it make you vibrate? An old man shouting checkmate in a park? 
with a board on a bench pardon the pun but is it like a duck to water is it like coming up on a dance floor the first taste of tea of a mother's pinky what is the human version of flying when it's windy does it feel like your purpose do you get lost in it birds tell me what I can do I want to have those moments always on the wind on the surf on the nose, on the breeze, the clarity, the coming together, that's what life is for, maybe. Sorry, I brought it back to myself again, so selfish of me. Now do say, how do you stand on such small feet? Do you have a favourite seed? How do you know what song to sing? Uh, thanks so much. No thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat with me and all the best with the book. Sorry, I shouldn't have had a big gulp of tea <laughs> when you said that there. <laughs> Silence. Uh, no, thank you, Alistair, and thank you so much for making space for all us artists to come talk about our work because we love to do it, and uh, it's just great that you are able to facilitate that and research so well and ask such lovely questions. So you've really filled up my day today, so thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. No I will be back soon with someone completely different. Mm -hmm.